0: Hi guys, you're back with Alex and Thiago on the F1 Ramble. Another exciting week of racing. Formula 1 is definitely not disappointing us and we've got an exciting rivalry in Max and Charlesbury.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the F1 Ramble. Second race of the season, second really good race. Um, Alex, how did you um, how did you find it? Get straight
0: it into nice. it. We had a we had we had we had a few little scraps uh, this weekend. We had scraps between uh, Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen. You're going to be happy with the little scrap that went on between Alonso and and Ocon. Alonso getting his elbows out, showing what he's uh, showing what he's made of. Um, Yes, but it's it's been been a good week been good two weeks of racing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think before we, we go into the uh, into the specifics of, you know, um, where everyone was, I think that's the biggest takeaway from this first two weeks is how there is genuine racing and the fact that you can get overtaken and then like overtake back. Um, which is the yeah. dream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that was the thing was it after qualifying or was it after the race? I can't remember. I saw the interview with um, Ocon Magnusson and Lando Norris, and they were saying how um, basically these cars are just like go-karting. Like Their they're, they're racing is just like racing go-karts again. It's abso- absolutely fantastic. And that, yes, you can get past someone, but the danger is that once you're past someone, someone's quite easily come back past you afterwards. So... Yeah like you said it's 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 making for great racing.
1: Yeah for sure I think there's it's a bit of um sort of um a two-way street in the sense that it's great that the cars can follow uh and then you do have you know that sort of back and forth uh, racing but there is yeah. a slight reliance on DRS like slightly too much I think. Yeah
0: maybe but then I think we need DRS is needed anyway um yeah, just just to get just to get the job done because the thing is like you use the DRS to get past someone, they're going to use the DRS to get pa- back past you, and you've constantly got that that backwards and forwards anyway. Which like, like we said, we want to see DRS is quite powerful. I didn't, I thought DRS was more powerful in Saudi Arabia than it was in Bahrain. I I I, I was watching some of the cars in Bahrain. And I thought, well, oh, DRS isn't really doing much, you're not really gaining that much on them. But it was it seemed a lot different in in Saudi Arabia. Maybe it was because of the the differences in the track, like Saudi Arabia being a higher speed track or something like that, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I not that I consider myself like a, a full on purist, but I do like you know a bit of I guess purity in in F one and it was I I kind of felt I didn't really like seeing cars slowing down to try and get the DRS. You know, if it, oh, okay. it felt a little bit like Mario Karty to me.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, like like you're trying to get a um. I don't know, like for a banana skin, exactly. Like it, it, felt a little bit like that. You're you're about to go in the straight, and you you're on the brakes um longer than you need to be, so you can get the so you can get the DRS. I, I felt that was a bit gimmicky, um, but at the same time, I do like the fact that these drivers are thinking about everything, and they're just
0: yeah. I mean, that, that that's what made the battle between Charles and Max so great in Bahrain. Like we spoke about it in last week's podcast, how he purposefully. Broke early going into turn one, so that he got DRS coming in, coming out, out of turn two. So it's like you said, it's nice to see the drivers thinking differently, being strategic in their in their manoeuvres. Um, yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah, that's for I sure. Like in it. terms of, yeah, no, I get it. In terms of um, like the, the specifics. Let's start at the at the front. We had Max Verstappen yeah. versus Charles Leclerc round two. Obviously, Max yeah. took the um it took the w this time um yep. what what do you think do you, th- those two are evenly matched aren't they yeah
0: yeah i think once mercedes um get into the mix eventually whether or not that happens this year or next year it would be interesting to see whether george can get into that mix as well because at the moment you we've always seen in in formula 1 with these teams is you've got a standout driver in the team. And at the moment, it would appear that that's Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen. But we know the potential of George Russell and we know what Lewis Hamilton is more than capable of. So it's whether George Russell can, can get that mix because unfortunately for Carlos Sainz and, and Sergio Perez, they're just that little bit off at the moment. They're not quite at the same level as their teammates. Um, but Charles Leclerc, I think they're very different drivers. I was saying this to my friends on the weekend. I was like, "Charles Leclerc is a very calculated driver. He's he's got a lot of maturity, and he thinks about what he's what he's doing when he's driving. You can you can tell the way he's communicating with the team. What that he has got a lot going through his mind. Whereas Max is just like full steam ahead. Like I'm coming through. Don't care what's happening. And he doesn't seem to plan his moves as much, but it works for him. He's a world champion. It, it obviously works. So it's it's they're both." Ridiculously quick, but they've got these different styles that works for themselves.
1: Yeah, we... um, Yeah, we obviously, we, we saw a fight, a fair fight, really enjoyable, and there was quite, quite a few niceties at, at the end as well. They're sort of, like, hugging each other and, and sort of congratulating each other on, on their races. But I'm thinking, if this goes on for a couple more races, all it takes is for one of them two to touch each other, and then we're looking at, verstappen hamilton again
0: yeah 100 percent. because it, it, if you think like before max was battling lewis the way he was last year there was those niceties with them as well like it obviously it, it kind of everyone was getting annoyed with the mercedes dominance <laughs> like you can see that in all the drive to Survivor episodes, everyone's like oh no like f mercedes and this that, and the other they're like really like want want to get at mercedes but um yeah, I think it won't be long until these these scraps come. because we noticed it when um like bef- before like that race in Austria when Max bumped Leclerc off off the track and yeah. there is that yeah. that tension between those two and at the moment it's nice because it's new it's different it's not the Max Verstappen Lewis Hamilton but once that starts getting a bit spicier then. Yeah, it's going to be really tasty between those two. They
1: have previous as well from um you know their time in in karting and sort of coming up into the feeder series into uh, in F1. It's, you know they've they yeah. they've got a history. Um so yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to be going to be entertaining. The um the other two drivers on on, on those teams, Carlos signed. he he seems just a little bit off the off the pace of Charles Leclerc um mm. so far. Um and I think he well he's very aware of that. He he's sort of mentioned that um, plenty of times in his um, in his interviews, and he knows he needs to needs to step it up. Um, yeah. On the other hand, uh, Sergio Perez, fantastic lap to get pole, and then yeah. awfully unlucky in terms of the safety car.
0: Yeah, I, d- I did feel for him because I was thinking it would be nice to see Sergio Perez nick a race wing, at uh, race wing, race win um, off of Max, just to kind of see whether or not. Red Bull would put any sort of emphasis on on Checo because it is Max Verstappen's team, and I was I was I wanted to see whether or not they'd ask him to let Max through if they were one and two.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's probably a bit too uh, too premature too premature to have I, that happen. But yeah, Christian Horner did but say I wouldn't that, put it that, past him. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Again, not something we've seen happen with with Red Bull, I don't think, but obviously with. With Mercedes, we've seen um, we've seen a few times, so it'll be interesting if they follow the um yeah the, the same protocol. Um yeah, Christian Horner did say this car is is very very much more suited to to Perez in last year's car. Yeah. Um so lo- saying that last year's car had a lot of quirks, and I think <laughs> I think the Red Bull cars pretty much since Ricardos left have have had sort of Max Verstappen quirks attached to them. They've been very much like Max Verstappen's car. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see to see Sergio Paris in a car that he's more comfortable with. To see whether he can, you know, whether he can take the fight to him or not. Um Yeah. Yeah, but awfully, awfully unlucky with the safety car. Did you know it was the th- the third race in a row that um Latifi has got um has called a safety car? <laughs> that's that's not a statistic you want following you around. No, that that's that's pretty bad. Three races in a row. I saw a tweet, it was like the the strategists have got to be thinking. Do we need to change the tires? Yes. Wait, Latif is still in the race. Let's wait. Um, and three times in a row, it's yeah. It, there's there'll be eyes on him. And again, I think Alex Albon's got his number.
0: Yes, absolutely. Alex, Alex Albon is is showing the quality that we saw at Toro Rosso, mm.
1: um, and, this,
0: and that's good. I'm happy for him.
1: And it's way too early to talk about sort of you know who's going to be here next year and who isn't, but. Two years getting getting destroyed by Russell now, seems like Alpine's going to do the same. A lot of damage. You know there is a budget cap. There's a, you know you can't be destroying mm. these cars. Um, yeah, just he needs to step it up. In terms of, yeah, of obviously something else that's quite big. I'm I'm keen on going into uh, to talk about the Alpine, but I'll I'll always come back to Alonso. So there's no risk in me forgetting this. Um, something that I did want to touch touch on in case I do forget is um Mick Schumacher's crash.
0: Yes, that was but, mega.
1: Yeah, like that was that was a big, big crash against a concrete wall at high speed, and on a track that we've had we've had F1 drivers for for a long time now questioning the safety of the track. Um, mm. and we we had a warning, I think. What a warning for the safety? Uh, uh, well, as in. The 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 drivers have said, look, there's this is dangerous. I think Mick Schumacher's crash, the fact he came out, you know, relatively unscathed, is is a warning. Um, yeah, to to you know, F one or the FIA or whoever puts you know puts it all together and assesses the safety.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is a it's the fastest street track, isn't it? Um, and I mean, I get that there's big accidents at Monaco, but the, the average speed around Monaco. Is a lot slower than the speeds that they're doing around Jeddah. What what was it? He? he was doing 150 when he hit the wall or something, wasn't he? Or 180?
1: Something. Else? It was crazy speeds anyway. It was fast. Um, it was,
0: he was go- he was going fast. Um I'm just glad I'm just glad he's alright. He was he was on the uh party bus, I like to call it, the parade bus before the yeah, was... before the, the race as well, wasn't he? So he was um Was he, was he on the
1: was he on the parade bus? Yeah he was, he was, because he was there yeah. and I thought, do you know what, if you're doing all this, I was surprised he didn't race, but I'm sure he's, he's obviously sore and, and I'm sure there's, there was, you know, there's yeah, a reason. There was,
0: there was, The thing is after an impact like that, there is, you do run the risk of, if you're a little bit rattled and you had another accident, are you likely to do damage to your body if it's already sort of like in a weakened, in a weakened state? Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably more of the concern than, than anything. Um, hmm. But I'm just glad he was right because that was a <laughs> crashed at turn ten, finished at turn twelve. It was a big, big hit.
1: Yeah, and, and do you know what? Now that we're talking about the uh, about the track, um, again, crazy scenes. But um, the uh, the Aramco oil refinery was bombed less than twenty kilometers away. Um, yeah. uh, and then you know the, clearly some of the drivers didn't want to continue because there's no way you're in a four hour meeting if everyone thinks they should continue um yeah and it's just more questions to uh, to f1 you know we, we look at some of the countries we we visit um and again i've i've sort of drummed this point home quite a few times now but we talk about all this like we race as one uh message we talk about taking our values and using the sport to you know i i guess to share these values in other countries or whatever like we, we, we're trying to to be like really woke as a, as a sport um which I, I don't necessarily have have an issue with that. But then we are going to countries like Saudi Arabia, um, where they are, you know, in in sort of, I guess, in a war with with Yemen. And you you question the safety, the safety around that there, you you know, they killed 81 people, whatever it was the other week uh, on the street. Mm. And and there's clearly some drivers who not only they didn't want to be there after the the bombing, but uh, also they didn't want to go there in the first place. Um, and then Hamilton came out, you know, he said he couldn't wait to, to leave Saudi Arabia. And do you know what? I can hardly blame him. No, exactly. I, I guarantee you he was one of the drivers that didn't want to continue. Because
0: um, he's very he's very much like that, isn't he, if he doesn't agree with... And I, I imagine if, if uh, Vettel was there, he would have been the same way as well. Um, there are some other drivers that you just feel like just wouldn't care whatsoever.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But, but yeah, a strange situation.
1: Yeah, just I just think it's we should we should ask the question. I don't I don't like the idea of you know the show must go on when something is as dangerous as you know an oil refinery being bombed like twenty kilometers away it is happening. And yeah, I just I just think that they they should sort of put their their them well their money where their mouth is really. Um, yeah. And yeah, if they need to walk away, they. They should walk away. Um, mm. but instead we we see these countries get you know bigger and bigger deals um every year. But it is what it is. Um I did say I was I wasn't gonna forget about Alonso. Um quite quite the uh, the little Alpine battle we had. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was indeed. Um Ocon again showing that he does not show any mercy towards his teammates. Um it was very reminiscent of a certain battle he had in Singapore in a pink car. Yeah. Um, except they st- managed to stay out of the wall. <laughs> yeah,
1: Singapore but, and and Spa and, and I think a couple yeah. of others.
0: But I loved I loved it that when when Alonso did get past and he he pulled that little jink just to get in front of him, it was kind of like that, mate. two can play the game? I'm the master of this. Like, don't yeah. even, don't even try it. Don't try and oh. play these games with me.
1: Overall, I thought it was it was pretty clean. It was funny to to hear um Otmar on on the um on the pit wall, you know, because he's clearly like stop racing, but he's like, yeah, no, we we're going to let them race, you know. He, you know, he was clenching.
0: Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Like I would be. Like it's it was. You look at your two drivers racing like that, and you're thinking, no, oh, no, 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 no. Especially when you know Ocon's done it before and just like ruined the race for both drivers. It's like, yeah. Um, and you know that Alonso is not going to back down either.
1: Yeah, I felt, I felt sorry for him because he had genuine pace and he had it so controlled. He he would have been six easily that race.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but then I also felt I felt for Hamilton as well. He was um, if he was able to have got into the pit lane just that bit earlier.
1: Yeah, he would have.
0: He, he he'd have had a different race as well.
1: Um, yeah. So. No. Definitely, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. He obviously had a a, a really bad, a really bad Saturday, and I'd want to get into that. um mm. But at the same time, like as you hear my neighbours sort of drill a hole through my wall. um <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, um like with with Alonzo, I was just saying like he 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 had a good positioning, and I don't know if you saw he had Magnussen in front of him who hadn't pitted, and he had Bottas behind him, and he was kind of like just in between the two. And every time like Bottas got close, he just just speed up, get out of the DRS, until eventually overtook Magnussen. Like he was clearly looking after those tires. He had the pace. He was yeah. he was managing the race like a very Fernando Alonso way. Um mm. and yeah, like he, you could see he was in total control. You could see he was looking after his tires. You could see that every time he, he felt like he needed to speed up, he, he would. And it was yeah, it was frustrating to see the um obviously to see the 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 Alpine, uh the Alpine's engine sort of obviously blow up on him. Um quite yeah. a few. Quite a few um, retirements we've seen due to, sort of, due to engines now,
0: yeah again I, I am really wondering, maybe they haven't got oh, the drills going again <laughs> um, the The fuel must be really upsetting some of these engines, and the question was asked as well in the commentary um, about whether or not the fuel the change to the fuel this year could be affecting the performance on the Mercedes engine. That like maybe the Red Bull powertrains and the Ferrari engine have been able to adapt better to this new fuel than perhaps the Mercedes engines, because we saw last year that um, I can't remember if, if, I, if it was you that was talking about this with or someone else. Obviously, they ramped up the power of Hamilton's engine in in Brazil, put a new engine in, and boom, he had the he had the pace. So it seems strange that the engine would have dropped off so much. Um, so maybe it's the, the, it's not quite reacting well with the fuel.
1: Yeah, I think I think what's important to note with the Brazil one, it was like the penultimate race of the season, and it was a brand new engine, so they were able to to crank it up. Um, mm. They could run the engine at that level, for example, but it wouldn't be very wise to do that on the second race when you've got yeah, you know three yeah. engines you can use the whole season. So it, it, there were some special circumstances, but yeah, when 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 they turned it up, like that was a rocket ship. Yeah. And
0: it's dropped off quite a lot. Um, but then I do think I do think that Mercedes is going to be quick. I think they're just really struggling in one area. And once they fix it, whatever that area is, it's going to unlock the, the, the full potential of that car. And it wouldn't surprise me. Because I was having it again. I was having this conversation. Tell me what you think on this as well. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. And he was saying, oh, do you think that Mercedes can catch up with, with Red Bull and Ferrari? 100%, I think they can. Um, and I do think that they can close the gap and potentially be w- winning races this season. Um, because, and the, re- the reason I say this, and tell me whether or not you agree, Mercedes could bring, uh, again, it could work in reverse, but Mercedes could bring an upgrade that fully unlocks his car and makes his car rapid. And could be better than the Ferrari and better than the the Red Bull. Likewise, Ferrari and Red Bull could bring out upgrades and make their cars even better. But they've already like take for example the Red Bull has already got that porpoise in sorted. Like you look at that on board, Verstappen and Perez's heads are practically still the whole time. Whereas you look on the Ferrari, there's that bit bit of, of bouncing in Mercedes are all over the place, but the Red Bull have nailed it. And I think to myself, like with the, the changes to the, to, the, to the regulations and the cars um, this year, could it be that Mercedes can unlock something that improves the car, but Red Bull do something, and because they've got that porpoising sorted, it then upsets something else and slows the car down because they've then put the porpoising back in? I don't know what you think to that, but I, I think it's potential, there's potential for Mercedes to completely close the gap on Ferrari and Mercedes if they, if they get it right. I think for me, with them,
1: it's the porpoising issue. Um, mm. essentially, the the car can't work as well as they would like with with the porpoising. So they they need to they need to get rid of that. And once they get rid of that, they can then start adding to it. So yeah. right now, it's like there's no point in in like trying to change other things. It's like you need to sort out the porpoising first, and then when that happens, we'll see we'll see their real pace. But no doubt, they can definitely catch up. Yeah. Um. I mean, George Russell.
0: He was on it this weekend. He's he's done what Mercedes need their number two driver. Whether or not he's going to be the number two, or whatever you would assume so. But he he did this weekend what what you expect him to do. You need him to do be there, getting the points. Very, <laughs> yeah,
1: very Sorry, very Mercedes. solid. Like you can ask you you can ask any more any more of him. What do you think? What mm. do you think happened to to Lewis? Because Look, he, he wasn't, you know, what happened in qualifying, in your opinion? And then why do you think he, he did make his way through the field, but, and his car was pretty quick, but at the same time, it's, well, I, I guess just the, where the car is at the moment. But why do you think he had such a, such an off weekend? I
0: don't know. Maybe like, you, we know, we know what Lewis is like. He's quite a sensitive individual um, for the good or for the bad. Maybe something to do with the, the bombing unsettled him that weekend and he wasn't happy about it um he felt a bit uncomfortable i mean that that's that shot that we saw of him at the back of his garage looking at his car like paul DeResta said you haven't seen him look at his car like that for a long time um so maybe maybe it was a bit a bit a bit deeper than that maybe he's just like what the heck is going on with this car i don't understand why it's not performing the way we expect
1: it must be it must be quite disheartening as well because obviously he, last year was there was so much so so much baggage from last year the point that you know there was rumors he was considering ha- calling that his last year but he, he obviously you know dug deep or, or found the reason to come back out and and go again I'm sure he was hearing from from the team at Mercedes how good this car was going to be and I generally think they they still think this car is going to be good but I think he was coming out. Just so on it, just like ready to go. Just thinking it is going to be the best version of himself, completely switched on, completely concentrated, completely devoted to to the sport and to racing. Then he he doesn't have the tools, and no. there's so much you can you can do when it comes to that point. And then I, I think that that would potentially sort of start biting into your confidence, stop you know morally affecting you as well.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think his confidence is going to be not in himself because this guy's got bags of confidence. Like I don't think there's going to be any any doubts or questions about that. He's going to be, he knows what he's capable of doing. I mean, look at some of the outfits he wears to the the Formula One. He was in like some weird red ladies suit or whatever this, this weekend. He doesn't care. Like he's got confidence to do what he wants. He believes in himself. I don't think that's going to be the issue. I think I think it's more he's just looking at, the, at what's going on with the team. He's like scratching his head, just like everybody else. Um, I, I think, it, it, again, going back to George Russell, it was good to see him where he was because he wasn't there last weekend. Like Bahrain, he, he didn't qualify very well, but he pulled it back. Um, and then this weekend, he was there. Lewis Hamilton didn't qualify well, pulled it back. If it wasn't for that that uh, pit stop, obviously, I think um, Mercedes would have had fifth and sixth. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about Mercedes at all. I am confident they're going to Barcelona. Keep saying to myself, Barcelona, we're going to see a different Mercedes.
1: Yeah, I think that gives them just enough time. I think I think some of the uh, again some of some of the noise that's been coming out of the paddock is that this weekend is going to be too much or two would come around too quick and maybe Australia is going to come around too quick but after that they hope to just just to have a bit more of a, a, a yeah, finger on, I, on I this think, on this issue I think you've got for Mercedes they've got to keep just obviously do their development
0: but I think you've got to write off Australia and miami like Australia and Miami because that those are the next two races and then it's Barcelona right
1: I, I don't know. I'm not 100 sure. And obviously Australia is next, okay. but uh, what what comes after? Yeah, there, I'm Austra- not
0: too sure. I think I think it's I think it's Australia and then Miami, Then I think it comes to Barcelona. I think I'll have to double check, but yeah, I think with this week off, they're Their their cars are moving quite big distances, so they're going to have to get them back to the to Europe to then get them back out to Australia. Or whether they go straight to Australia and then they send any I'm, developments I'm, over there or I'm not or sure what? I don't know how the logistics work
1: I'm not sure if it's the same with 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 the cars as it is with their garages so for example and I, I do I do wonder if it's with with the cars as well or at least like um you know the chassis um but essentially so they'll do these races now um around sort of like middle East Australia that cargo never goes to Europe so these garages that they have now in Australia will go straight to the US or straight to South America. Okay. So for when they go back to South America, they'll use this cargo. That's why often when you have the European season, you see all these massive new um, uh, or what you call them, like team house, team homes or whatever. You, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got you got yeah. the big ones. Those are like the ones that around the European season. And the other ones, they essentially they get put on a ship and they go, you know, it takes you know, months to get there but they go oh, okay. essentially to the other side the other side of the world so that when they go back there you know the um the, the, they've got it there and again i wonder if they do that with the chassis um or or, or some some bits and bobs or, or whether they um or whether with cars is, it's something different i'm i'm not 100% sure but um i just thought it was mm. quite interesting actually because i always thought that it would just go from one place to another but they've actually got like almost like imagine like two of everything and yeah. um that like, one around europe and the other around the uh, Around the rest of the world. Um, sorry, okay. I, I I felt like I wanted to say that, and I I've, I've gone off on a little tangent. I'm not sure what what we're talking about just just now, but it um, was,
0: um, it was to do with uh George Russell performing well and Mercedes being ready for Barcelona yes. rather than Australia and Miami.
1: Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, the the the, the front two cars uh, are going to move forward as well. I do wonder though. I I don't think I think they can take steps forward, but they won't be as big a step as Mercedes can take. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying that Mercedes is going to catch up straight away, um, but I think I think they can definitely get closer once they they get on top of that porpoising issue primarily.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And it, it would just be nice to see them all scrap it. Imagine imagine if you've got you see how close like Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen were, and they were kind of like pulling away the same way. Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton were doing last season. It was just like it was just them. Imagine that, like having George Russell and Lewis Hamilton in that mix as well. Yeah, you've got three or four cars just at the front of the grid pulling away and all scrapping, changing places, things. Oh, that's gonna be so great, for Formula One.
1: Yeah, that'll be so good. And going back to the Alpine fight what was really quite interesting. Was once you had Alonso and, and and Ocon fighting each other. At one point, Bottas was over able to overtake um overtake Ocon. So. Yeah. Two people fighting each other brings like a third car in, and and, and you know we've seen they can all stop places, um, <coughs> and then and then get them back So you know that's going to be definitely going to be interesting. Um, just to sort of like wrap up on some of the some of the other guys again, Haas has shown that that car definitely has pace. I, I told you at the beginning of the season, it's it's, it's looking good. They've they've got they've got pace, but they've got they're very fragile. Like I know
0: I know like Mick Schumacher had a very big accident. But did you see when they picked the car up how the back end just fell off yeah
1: but all, like, all the all the cars are like that yeah
0: i know i've never seen i've never seen it i've never the, seen it like that
1: like the um first of all like the, the i guess the cover like the around the engine and stuff like that is is so thin and i think mm. these cars are like yeah they're they're super thin i reckon you could probably if you kicked like a real wing i reckon you could like you you could knock it off oh
0: yeah yeah but i mean it's like the the the, the the back axle just kind of went, as it, as it, I
1: wonder I wonder if it's meant to do that. Like, I wonder if it's meant, I don't, to, I don't know. I don't to know. To do but
0: that. in that moment, I just thought, oh, wow, that looks really, that looks quite a fragile car. But obviously it did its job. It disintegrated the way it's supposed to. Yeah. And obviously Mick Schumacher's fine. Obviously that's, that's all cool. But, um, I just yeah, looked it. at it and I was like, oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. And there's been other comments about it being a quite fragile car, but, They've got it. They've they've improved so much over uh, over last uh, over last season. Yeah, At least and got to again, and get two the points.
1: Yeah, two races. Not not enough to not enough to um to say what the rest of season is going to look like. But again, Alfa Romeo are looking all right. Alfa Tauri, you know, looking decent. And mm. although McLaren had a good, they had a good showing. As in Norris had a good what he finished seventh, I think it was. Um oh, I'll tell is, you, I've got the it, results. Which wasn't wasn't bad. Um yeah, then that he he even said it was like that we're, we're nowhere. And I think mm. what um what they're saying as well is actually look, once we go to uh to tracks are slightly slower than this, we're gonna be even worse. Um yeah. so although it it wasn't um the worst weekend in the world for them, not by any stretch compared to the first one, but yeah, I I see dark days ahead for McLaren at at least for the for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, they've got a a big uphill uphill battle, haven't they this year?
1: Yeah, they they definitely do, and it's it's really frustrating because this is this is a um a team that's been that's been growing. I think we've we've all seen the progression of the team and. And bringing in sort of key people, not uh, not only just Zach Brown, but Andreas Seidel, and bringing in a driver like Ricardo, a race winner, and some of the sponsors they brought in, and they, you know they brought in some really big names. Um, this is a team that was really, really growing. I think everyone's getting really excited, and this has just kind of like kind of just halted them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and and the other team is 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 Asim Martin, who who have literally had a, a very very similar. Still- Similar yeah, process. Still yet
0: to score points. They haven't scored any points yet, have they?
1: Them and Williams. No, they're definitely the the disappointment of the season. But again, this is the second second time in a row we've we had Hulkenberg in for um for for Vettel, With which Seb. obviously he'll be back next next race.
0: Yeah, but but again, it's it's whether or not you think Seb would have done anything different or better than uh Nico. But like, do you think it would be
1: or... He would have been in the simulator, he would have had, you know, both the uh, both the testing sessions with the car and really got got grips to it. Um yeah, I don't know. I think he would have um hmm. you know, at least at least beaten stroll or, or been a little bit closer. Um but yeah, do you wanna, do you wanna see how we did in the predictions?
0: Yeah, I don't think I did anywhere near as good as I did last week. I don't think it's possible to get any better than I did last week, to be honest with you. but Yeah, you do were, you were do, pretty good. Do share. You know, I'm not going to let that drop this right, so, season. Well, you're going to see what I did. Each end, end of the season, I'm going to go... Tiago, do you remember when I was absolutely awesome and almost got 100% on my first race predictions when I didn't even watch testing? Or
1: practice. Yeah, well, I I did pretty well this, this week. I didn't get. I didn't. Get, was it one hundred and ten? You got last last week. Or oh,
0: I was, was more
1: than that. I, I, I... It was one hundred and forty, wasn't it? Was it one hundred and forty or something? Um, have you not got it written down? No, you, you, I'm going
0: to screenshot. No, it. I've got I'm it. Got I'm going ed- ed- well. to screen- frame right, I'll it. Tell you, I'll tell you I'm how much
1: you got. Up. No, you got one hundred twenty-five. You got one hundred twenty-five. It's Impossible I to get okay, one hundred forty. You... yeah. Okay. Well. So this this week I I got hundred. So I got. Obviously, I got Max wrong because Paris got pole, but then I got Max yeah. Leclerc signed in Paris as my top four, and um, we both had, okay. had had Hamilton in fifth place, but you had Leclerc on okay. pole, Leclerc signed Verstappen and Paris, so you got Paris right, and the other two obviously get or the other three you get ten points for. Um, okay. Yeah, they, they, I think so you we, got 100. we both how many look, how my many week it get? wasn't.
0: How many did I get? You got
1: this week? fifty-five.
0: How many did you get last week?
1: Twenty. You're you're beating me by essentially thirty five plus twenty five, so okay, sixty. Cool, cool. Happy with that.
0: I'm happy with that. Yeah, we got
1: we got plenty of time to plenty of time to catch up. I think yeah, you're, uh, a, do you know what? you're you're, you're bias.
0: This is this going to say your bias problem. for
1: Hamilton and your and your hate for Verstappen gonna is gonna come back to bite you.
0: Probably because that's what did me over with Bottas, uh, but. Joe you know what I have this habit of like taking early leads and then and then um losing it <laughs> i i played i played squash i played squash the other day and um i got went two games up and I ended up losing five games to two so there you go so hopefully it doesn't continue in the uh formula one predictions
1: yeah we'll we'll see we'll see we've got obviously we've got Saudi Arabia coming up. Not we've yeah, had Saudi Arabia. Not Saudi Arabia. What am I on <laughs> about? Yeah, we've had Australia. Saudi Arabia. You'd you, you forget we have just spoken for 45 minutes about it, but we've got I Australia know. coming up next. I'm really looking forward to the um, the new track layout.
0: Yes. I mean, it's not that much of a new track layout, is it? They've just widened some of the corners um, and removed a corner. But yeah, I think, I'm still excited to see it. They've
1: tried to sort of like... Sh- straighten some out i think it's going to be quite quite good because it's a track that i think people people like in general but they 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 always say oh just if it was a bit more flowing if it you know they've kept the uh you know the hero corners and and whatnot um so i'm looking forward to that and obviously we'll be back next week where we uh we preview it preview it and we can talk about everything that's happening in this week without without f1 do our new new predictions can you hear the music? Yeah, now? Do I need predictions? So I can hear the DJ coming, so I think it's a it's a yeah. sign.
0: Yeah, we well, we've been able to get our first video episode done. Uh we get to use the studio, courtesy of Flex FM. Um and now the DJ's arrived and the music is is pumping. It's our signal to say ciao. See you for now. Follow yeah, us on see all later, our socials.
1: The F on Ramble, Watson All. Yeah. See you guys next week. See ya.